Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome back to The Ralph Report. It is yet another brand new show for this Tuesday, November 10th, year of our Lord Shizmu 2020. All hail Shizmu. It is right to give him thanks and praise. Kids, you've made an excellent choice to listen to the show today because we got a hell of a show lined up for you. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, not only because it's Tuesday, which means TV Tunes Tuesday, and we'll be playing a really famous theme song. Really? But more famous for the theme at the end of the show than it is at the beginning of the show. Oh, really? It's one of those with a different theme? As if that isn't cryptic enough. No, it's the same theme. Right. Different version. Huh. Much more famous at the end of the show than the huh. beginning. Okay. So chew on that for a minute. Uh, what else we got? Oh, my interview with DJ Cummerbund. You are going to love this guy as much as I do. We're going to play you some selections of his amazing mashups as well and talk about how he does that magic that he does. Mm. So if you're a music fan, uh, you're going to want to stick around for that interview later on in the show. Speaking of music... Goddamn Christmas music on the radio. <laughs> it is. I was listening to it on the drive here. What's wrong with you? You're part of the problem. <laughs> I, I It puts me in a good mood. And it's too it, fucking no, early. Not this year, it's not. Oh, Not Eddie. this year. Oh. Other years, maybe, but this year, I think we need that. You have fallen into the abyss. No, not this year. This year, we need Christmas a little bit I mean, early. First of all, there's a war against Christmas. Hansen told me. <laughs> I mean, we need holidays earlier this year. So I don't even think Christmas is coming it's because not, of the whole COVID-19 hoax. It's a big conspiracy. It's going to get according canceled. According to Hanson. So, uh, but no, seriously, no, stop no, it. Not this year. No, it's I, I disagree. It's such a fucking, look, as a guy who comes out of the radio business, yeah. it's just such a blatant cash grab. Oh, it absolutely is. It's just, just fucking, no one listens to us anymore, but they'll listen to us if we put goddamn white Christmas right. on and jingle bells. Right. And then we're, so we're going to play it. Before we're even thinking about buying our turkey for right. Thanksgiving. Right. And I absolutely 100% agree with you every other year but this one. Well, this year, I think we need Christmas early. Right is right. No matter what year it is, <laughs> right is yeah. right. Just telling you. Okay. Stop it. I'm going to listen to it on the drive home. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> See? This is why we need a new vice vice host. We need, we need that Harris lady. I got 70 days. I'm out. <laughs> That's right. It's going to burn this place to the ground. <laughs> Hey, that voice you hear, by the way, well, I'll have to get to him in a minute. More importantly, how about me? Let's talk about me for a minute. I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman, and sitting here in the bot, in the, in the bod cave. Yeah, baby, the bod cave. Hey, baby, Swole Patrol. The bat cave is the vice host himself. Please welcome Mr. Odie Gahuff. Odie Gahuff. Odie Gahuff. Hey, everybody. Daddy Pence, everybody. <laughs> Yo ho, Eddie. Ever since it became Odie Gahuff, he's all about the Christmas music. That's right. In the beginning of November. The spirit is deep inside me. Christmas doesn't start until at least after my birthday. Okay. Was which that is next week? November 17th. Coming up. Circle the calendar, kids. There's still, let's see, what's today? The 10th? There's still a week of shopping days left before my birthday. <laughs> Should we send out the address so people can mail you the presents? I'll send out the address. People can bring me the presents. <laughs> I need the company. Just stop by the house. I'll invite you in for a hot toddy or a cup of cocoa. And some spam. We'll sit by the fire and we'll tell tales of Christmases of yore, because apparently it's fucking Christmas time. It is. Accept it. <sighs> Not going to accept it. Accept it. it. Um, we got a great show today, as I mentioned. Um, we got uh, DJ Cummerbund. We got uh, TV tunes. We got your phone calls. We've got entertainment news up the Yazoo. But most importantly, it is time for Mo. Grab your dog. We don't do a lot of coronavirus news on this program because you are beaten up with it on a daily basis. And we try to use this as an island 
to escape from all the reality for about an hour and change. Yes. But in this particular case, I think we're going to make an exception. Big news yesterday. I don't know if you saw this or not, Eddie Pence. I don't know how you could not have seen it, but <laughs> Pfizer has announced that it looks like their COVID vaccine that's on the horizon yep. is more than 90% effective in preventing coronavirus infections. Yeah, that's great news. 90%? That's great news. That's pretty awesome. They say that level of protection matches the effectiveness of the measles vaccine, which has effectively wiped that disease out, except for the people who don't believe in vaccines, so they're giving it a chance to, right. to come back strong. But for everyone else... That's pretty good. Yeah, and they're saying it's going to be ready for general distribution in like mid-2021, so like that's, spring, summertime. That's what they're saying. Yeah. yeah, they said they should have enough uh, doses to immunize 15 to 20 million people by the end of the year. And then, of course, you got to get it out into the world. And there's a lot of steps in this process that have yet to be taken. Don't get me wrong. We're not uh, out of the woods yet, but that is encouraging news to say the least. Yeah, and if they've got it, then, you know, the other companies are closer to. And it's, I, mean, I think, hopefully by... Some By this time next year, we'll be in a different world, hopefully. Wouldn't that be nice? They say the vaccine will require two doses. The protection kicks in about 28 days after the initial dose, and then they give you a booster as well. But here's the trial size. There were 43,538 participants. And out of those, there were only 94 confirmed COVID wow. infections. Wow. So that's great. That's pretty awesome. So I thought, you know, we could do a little coronavirus news that actually was uh, good news for yeah. a change. Versus Let's play some Christmas music. No, we shouldn't. But we'll play this. Science. Yeah, science <laughs> rules. All right, that's it for today's Mo. Grab your dog. Good day for science. Yes, and. A good day for the Garmy. We love it when you reach out to us. There's so many ways you can do it. You can send me an email, ralph at theralphreport.com, eddie at theralphreport.com, steve also at theralphreport.com. If you want to reach out to any of us, or you can find us on social media, or you can do what a lot of folks do, which is to call this number, 1-833-HI-RALPH. That number is the number for the Ralph Report hotline. It's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just sitting there, waiting for you to call. Leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments. I go through them all, then I grab a handful that catch my ear, and we put them here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now and see what's on your mind. Hey, I want to welcome Jose, brand new Garmy member to the show. It was cool of him to call and check in. Hey, Ralph. Uh, newly minted two-star general Jose here from Los Angeles. I've been listening to your free version for the last couple of weeks, and it's uh, really made me feel comforted. And I love listening to you and Eddie. You guys are hilarious. And it just you made these last couple of weeks, uh, all the way up until the election, a little more bearable. And uh, so that's so why I decided to join because it's been great listening to you guys. And I hope you guys keep the funny going. Uh, I love this show. I wouldn't have been able to make it through the last couple of weeks without you guys. Uh, but anyway, uh, much love. Uh, proud support of the Garmy now. I love it. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you, Jose. Thanks, Jose. Welcome aboard. That's how we get them one at a time. <laughs> it's a slow crawl. But it we'll get is. There. <laughs> and it's the, uh, you know, it's the drug dealer's business model. I throw a free one out there once in a while, just give them a little taste, and then they start jonesing. It's good shit, man. Like, oh, it's man. good shit. I only get one this week. <laughs> what are they going to do on Thursday, man? What about 6U, man? And they start scratching, and then they get, they get yeah, hooked. You know what you're doing. We bring them in. So, uh, Jose, welcome. Thanks so much for your support. Truly appreciate it. Here on the uh, Ralph Report Hotline, as I've mentioned from time to time, I used to edit out all the nonsensical calls, the mm -hmm. calls that had no business being on there because they didn't refer to anything. I didn't know what the fuck people were talking about. <laughs> but I've played a couple of them. People seem to enjoy them for some reason. So now I'm sharing them with you instead of suffering in silence in this new segment that I like to call... What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? Yeah, this certainly qualifies. Hey, Ralph. Did you know that in Japan, it's considered good luck if a sumo wrestler makes your baby cry? 
Excuse what me? What the fuck is that about? He's just informing me. Like, any, like make it cry in any way? In like, Japan, like, if a like sumo been, wrestler makes your baby cry... It's good luck? Then you get six more weeks of winter or something, but if the baby doesn't see its shadow, then... I'm like, does he have sure. to scare it to make it cry, or can he physically slap the baby? What about that phone call makes you think I have, I have any goddamn idea what well, he's talking about? Because you like to research shit, so I figured maybe you researched but it. But that is germane of nothing that we've been talking but about. Still, it's just It's what you're talking about. If you can physically assault the baby, that's kind of fucking wrong. Well... You know, a sumo wrestler against a baby. I like those odds. They're pretty big fellas. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? And how weird and slash sinister is this what you talking about moment? 27, 38, 15, 7, and 42. That's it. Whoa. I wow. think I wow. I think I intercepted some sort of <laughs> sort spy of communications. It's where a missile's going or something. Now that one I did research. I wrote down those numbers oh, and you I was did? like, I'm gonna punch these into Google and see what the fuck <laughs> what comes came up, up because that is that is some spooky shit. What came up? Nothing. Didn't it wasn't Oh dude, that's terrifying. Nothing, nothing showed up. That's horrifying. And then I thought maybe they're lottery numbers, but there's only five of them. Usually lotteries are six. And it wouldn't be a combination to a lock, that's too many numbers. I don't know. This is weird. I don't know. Oh, that's creepy. But thanks a lot, caller. You, any, you've insured me sleepless night tonight. Do we have any Garmy numerologists that could figure that out? And once again, if you are, here's those numbers again. 27. 27. 38. 38. 15. 15. 7. 7. And 42. 42. Oh, I don't like So that. I was staring at him like, well... <laughs> Some of them are divisible by seven, but some of them aren't. And Oh, it's weird. Yeah. I don't like it. That's I hate numbers to begin with. That's the end code. <laughs> well, I know math is not yeah, your I strong hate, suit. Eight numbers. But so there you go. This is what now you know what I have to put up with as I sift through your phone calls. That's terrifying. It's Panning for gold in the stream of audio that comes my way. It's so unsettling. Sitting here by myself with my headphones on and that comes in. Oof. Like, oh Oof. Christ. You poor man. This looks I'm not a fringe. Or Twin Peaks or something. I got. I should not have been <laughs> accessing that information in some way. Hey, yesterday was a great day on the show. Really huge day. Now, almost worthy of playing Christmas music on the radio <laughs> yesterday when Eddie Pence <laughs> tried spam a food that he turned his nose up to multiple times. Multiple when it, times. When it has come up in conversation here on the Ralph Report. Actually tried it. Mm. And liked it. How about that? There was much rejoicing amongst the Garmin. Oh, that's good. No one, and I mean no one, more so than Rachel and her clan. <laughs> Hi, Ralph and Eddie. This is Rachel. Um, Eddie, I'm so glad that you love spam. We are a spam household. My boyfriend is obsessed with spam. Yep. I spam Ew. all the time. My uh, parents even got him a 12 multi-pack like variety flavor spam present for his birthday. Um, and he makes a pretty bomb ass spam sandwich. Um, <laughs> it's pretty fucking good. So right. if you guys are interested, I can have him call mm. and let you know what that involves. I don't want to mislead anybody by giving the wrong information. No, you don't want that. Um, mm. But it's, it's a pretty fucking good sandwich. So, yeah, hopefully you guys are interested. I'll try to get the info from him. All right. Love you. Enid, bye. There you go. Okay. I, passionate spam. I, yeah, that's a lot of love for spam. Spam I, passion I thought it was there. okay. I didn't hate it. I didn't I didn't fall in love with spam. I didn't know there was 12 different flavors of what spam. What other flavors could there be? That's Rosemary an spam? question, Eddie Pence. And I think an excellent future Munchin' Monday <laughs> is to break out a couple different flavors of Spam. Is there an advent calendar of Spam? Do, do a little Spam taste test. <laughs> See what's going on with the different Spams. Oh. I just thought Spam was Spam. It is Spam. Well, apparently not. Just apparently like, there's there's a 12-pack at least of uh, spa Spamular varieties. Is it all just pork, I guess, just flavored differently? It's not other meats that are Spammed. Once again, like horse meat, I simply don't have enough information right. to answer your right. questions. I'll stop asking you questions. But I will look into it. Okay. I'll do some research. And then I'm sure Rachel's boyfriend will call us up and give us a, a oh. full breakdown on 
Everything's spamrific. Who loves spam? This guy. Wow. Uh, Rachel, here's 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 what I need, Rachel. I need you <laughs> to send me an email, Ralph at the Ralphreport.com, and hook me up with your boyfriend. Not in that way, <laughs> unless he's really hot. But <laughs> I need to have a full-blown two-way conversation with your boy about his passion for spam, which I never thought. I would say those words that someone has no, a passion for. Spam. I would never get excited to receive spam as a gift unless I was on an island starving to death. <laughs> That's right, unless it washed up in a wooden crate. <laughs> <laughs> like this off, is the greatest gift of all time. Off of a, a ship that had sunk in the distance. <laughs> but if someone gives me spam for the holidays, I'm kind of pissed. I think I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Please don't give me spam. Getting you some spam. Yeah, we talked about the uh, bet that Eddie Pence and I have about the outcome of this NFL season between our two beloved teams, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football team. Mm -hmm. Whoever has the best record, that person gets to throw a pie in the face <laughs> of the guy uh, who comes in second okay. or loser, I would call it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. This, this young lady brings up an excellent point about our conversation yesterday about that. Hey, Ralph. Yo-ho, Eddie. I just had to pause Monday's show when Eddie said, just because you put it in a crust doesn't make it pie. Right. What? <laughs> Ralph, we need a record scratch here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I believe the very definition of a pie means you put it in a fucking crust. I think you'd be right. Seriously, Eddie. Not my world. That's what a pie is. Yes. It's in a crust. Yes, yeah, I disagree. So, Ralph, disagreeing. Scratch, one, two. What? Drunk Eddie's thoughts. Uh, Thanks, LMB. All right, a twofer. A twofer. <laughs> First, first of all, we got this. Just because you put it in a crust doesn't make it a pie. <laughs> <laughs> She's right, Eddie. The, the definition of pie mm. is a crust that is filled with whatever you choose to sweet, put in that crust. Sweet, sweet dessert stuff. That is not, not the definition savory of a meats. pie. All you need is the crust. No. The crust I disagree. makes the pie. I disagree. Manners maketh the man. Disagree. Crust maketh no. the pie. You can't just go willy-nilly throwing things in crust and calling it pies. And part not. two of her request, it's time for Eddie's Drunk Thoughts. I can't see that close-up. something a foot from your face. It's gross. Eddie's Drunk Thoughts. I'm fine. Yeah, my teeth are working. <laughs> I do not want slimy, greasy meat all over my face. Hit you with a chicken pot pie. Oh, don't do that either. Well, we didn't say it had to be a sweet pie. It could be a savory pie. I don't I don't believe that other pies are pies. <laughs> Only sweet pies are pies. <laughs> that doesn't count. That will that will disqualify the bet. Because I don't hold the belief. That a savory pie is an actual your, pie. Your beliefs have nothing. My beliefs have everything to do with it. <laughs> it's literally called a chicken pot pie. It's no. on the box. No. Just because you put it in a crust doesn't make it a pie. <laughs> oh, boy. It's insanity. All right. <laughs> the definition of insanity. I was adamant. Wow. That was an angry was drunk. Angry drunk. Eddie, right there. <laughs> Woo. And lastly, how about a spam pie? Would Ooh. you have a spam pie? No. Mm. I bet there's such a thing. There probably is. Ask uh, Rachel. We'll have Rachel's boyfriend if there's spam pie. And lastly, you know, we play a little bit of upbeat music for you at the top of each show just to give you a little bit extra zip in your step and make your day a little bit easier to get through. We call them the happy hits. Today's happy hit comes from Wales hmm. in the UK. Hmm. Um, back. Hi there, uh, Ralph and Eddie. How's it going? Chat here. Two staff from Wales is calling in with a recommendation for songs that make you happy, songs that make you smile. For me, it's got to be, you know what? I don't even have to say it. Right. It's just... Why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot of redemption. Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Bone digger, bone digger, dogs in the moonlight. Far away, my well-lit door. Mr. Beer Belly, Beer Belly, get these mutts away from me, you know. 
I don't find this stuff amusing anymore. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pal. I can call you Betty, Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. A man walks down the street, he says, Why am I short of attention? Got a short little span of attention, and all my nights are so long. Where's my wife and family? What if I die here? Who'll be my role model now that my role model is gone, gone? He ducked back down the alley with some roly-poly little bat-faced girl. All along, along, there were incidents and accidents. There were hints and allegations. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long-lost pal. I can call you Betty, and Betty, when you call me, Of course, Call Me Out by Paul Simon. Yeah. That is a peppy little it tune. Is. Love the video, too. You can't help but not think of that video when you hear that song. Paul Simon and Chevy Chase yeah. just being goofy together. <laughs> and it's nice to think back to a time where we didn't think Chevy Chase was just a massive douchebag. Right. When you really enjoyed watching We used to him. like Chevy yes. Chase, remember? A lot. I used to love a Chevy Chase. Those were good times. Thank you for calling in with that happy hit today. Thanks to everybody who called in today. We truly appreciate it. Except for that guy with the weird numbers. <laughs> Not thanking you. That still doesn't sit well with me. If you would like to be featured on this segment, you too can join us. But you got to call me. Alrighty, on Tuesdays, we like to take a look at the huge calendar that hangs here on the Batcave wall. On that calendar is every single holiday associated with every day of the calendar year. You'll be surprised to know how many holidays fall on each day. Not all of them are legitimate, however, so we do you the public service of breaking it down for you in a segment called Holiday or Holiday. Holiday or holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. Eddie Pence, today, November 10th, is United States Marine Corps birthday. Oh, Semper Fi. Semper Fi. All you Marines out there, thank you so much for your service. Congratulations on this birthday of the United States Marine Corps. It was on this day, November 10th, back in 1775, mm. that the Continental Congress first established the Continental Marines as a way to augment the naval forces during the Revolutionary War. So we absolutely salute all the Marines out there and thank them for their service. They're, they're a badass bunch, the Marines. They're the first ones in. Yeah, they're uh, they're kind of, it, it takes a special breed of cat to I be might, a Marine. Uh, my best friend from high school is a lifelong Marine. Really? Yeah. That's a, you're either uh, the bravest person or the craziest person it's weird I've ever met, or a combination of both. Usually the craziest, because this guy in high school was the, one of the craziest people I've ever met in my life. And he went in the Marines and literally three, you know, came out of boot camp and was a completely different human being. Really? Like, you know, they talk about that with that hundred yard stare or yeah, whatever. Thousand, he had, yard stare. thousand yard stare. I mean, the way they break you down and build you back up into someone else, it's, mm. it's remarkable. Yeah. Well, they got to do it in yeah, order to, you be, have to, so you can survive out yeah. there when you're doing the dangerous things they're called upon to do. So absolutely nothing but respect for all the Garines out there yes. as uh, some of our Marine Army members call themselves. Quickly, Eddie Pence, any, uh, any idea what city is considered the birthplace of the Marines? You're going to make me hate the song again. The I like the song for like a day. The recruiting headquarters for the Marines when they were established was Tun Tavern on Water Street in this particular city. Any guesses as to what yeah, city that I'm would have been? I'm pretty sure it's Philadelphia. Oh! Philadelphia. 
Gonna go delete my tweet of me liking that song. Conquering tyranny since 1775. <laughs> it's our new T-shirt. Um, also today, speaking of veterans, is National Forget Me Not Day. This hmm. is the day that we uh, think of all the Americans who sacrificed limb and blood and body in order to defend the ideals that this country was founded upon. When it went uh, during the First World War. America was not prepared for the number of returning veterans because they had never seen a war like that yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. And they were not prepared to deal with the number of returning wounded. So they simply didn't have the finances in order to take care of our soldiers the way they should be. So a judge named Robert S. Marks called on the nation to establish a day that reminded the country of these veterans' sacrifices. And so what they did was they sold forget-me-nots, the flower, on the streets, and all the proceeds from those sales of those flowers went to um, finance the help that these veterans needed after the First World mm. War. So forget-me-not day uh, continues on. You don't really see a lot of people selling you really flowers don't. on the street anymore because now we have got a uh, Veterans Administration that, right, but... that uh, has at least supposed to take <laughs> so, care of them. Well, I mean, we celebrate Memorial Day and Veterans Day. Yes. But I don't. We, you never hear forget-me-not day. Well, Memorial Day is for the, the veterans that, who have passed. Right. Veterans Day is for everyone who has served. served. And these Forget for the me wounded. not day is for those who were wounded uh, in service. But and then these uh, seem to be the people in most need of help out of the other two, you know, compared to the other two. I would agree. So why, I just, that's weird that we don't have a day off for that one. Yes. Or something. That's well, strange. here's what we can do. We can make a little donation to the uh, Wounded Warriors Foundation, okay. which is an excellent charity. There's a lot of them out there that do great work with vets who have been injured in the line of duty and need our help. So maybe that's how we can uh, memorialize this day rather than taking a day off, yeah. watching TV with our hands down our pants, we can actually do <laughs> some good. Mine are up my pants. Yeah, of course they are. Today's also area code day, Eddie Pence. No, why? Because area codes. Well, we don't need a day for that. Oh, yeah, we do. Why? Where would we be without area codes? I, I don't know. We wouldn't be able to call each other because we need yeah, area that's, codes. That's insanity. That's like, where would you be without phone? Let's have phone number day. I like that too. That's dumb. On this It's just because it exists doesn't mean it needs a day. In the 1940s, in the laboratories of AT&T and Bell, they came up with this idea because they didn't have enough numbers to go around for the U.S. and Canada. Right. So they came up with what was then called the North American Numbering Plan, or the NANP, as I like oh, to call yeah. it. And they came up with this idea of putting a prefix of a, an area code in front of the seven-letter code, uh, seven-number code, and that would give them enough numbers to go around. Mm. You know, it started uh, that the areas that had the bigger population yeah. always had the lower area codes. Okay. You know why? No. Because phones used to be rotary. Do you remember the rotary oh, yeah. phones? I grew up with one. Okay, me too. <laughs> and for you kids out there, for you don't know how lucky you have it today with your fancy push buttons, you just have to stick your finger in a hole and then take it and wrap it all the way around and wait for the dial to come oh, back again. God, it was awful. It was awful. But the people who lived in the most populous areas had the lowest number area codes because it would be a shorter right. uh, trip around that dial right. than it would be if you had to go all the so way around. So it'd be like 111? Yes. So like 213, 201, the, all those were reserved three, two, three. for the most populous areas of the uh, country. And then people who were lived in other areas, they didn't give a shit about I so grew up much. with 703. Oh, my God. That's... That's bad. I was two one five. Okay, yeah, so that was two. That was seven. That's Virginia. Oh, seven. You got to wait for that seven to come. And the around. zero. Oh, that's right. The zero. That's two. a longer walk than the seven. Oh my goodness! How how <laughs> tough you had it as a so child. So rough. Yes. Finger still hasn't recovered. So happy, uh, happy, uh, uh, happy area code area day. Code day. Yeah, sure. Why not? What would we do without them? Today is also a very important day for those of us who grew up in well since 1969 on this day. Sunny day, sleeping up. Sesame Street Day. Hmm. On this day in 1969, the very first episode of Sesame Street aired on public broadcasting stations. So you didn't really grow up with it. A lot, I did didn't. You? No, I uh, I grew up 
on um, a steady diet of three stooges and, mm. and violent cartoons. <laughs> I mean, I did that too, but I also had Sesame Street. Uh, I was not preschool. By the time it came on, I was already in yeah, kindergarten. Were. So okay. uh, I did not actually learn my letters or my numbers from huh. Bert and Ernie or the rest of the kids. Yeah. But I still appreciated you know, I would tune in, even as a, an older kid, I would tune in because I thought it was funny and yeah. I liked Kermit and Big Bird and all those people. Yeah. But I did not exactly, uh, I wasn't the target audience, <laughs> let's say, for Sesame Street. Yet still, think about the influence of Sesame Street just in our popular culture. Yeah. Gave us the Muppets pretty much. Pretty much. Kermit became a star because of it and uh, Grover and all the yeah, other. I grew up on it. I raised my son on it. All the beloved members yeah. of that uh, community. So happy birthday to Sesame Street. All right. And you know what we do? We find a food-related holiday. We run it past Eddie Pence to see if it's something he'd be willing to eat or perhaps even stick up his ass. Then pull out. <clears throat> and then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. That gives us the answer as to whether he would eat it or not. If we get a jackpot. That means Eddie would, in fact, eat it. However, if there's no jackpot, then that just means he is not interested in eating that food. I think today is a slam dunk. And look, oh, I can't okay. I can't choose the foods. I just kind of have to go with what I'm dealt every day. Right. And in this particular day, I think here's a chance for you to make all your money back, kids, if you've lost some money on Eddie in the past, and I know people have. I think you should wager the house on this one. It is National Vanilla Cupcake Day. These small cakes get their day today as we talk about the vanilla cupcake. Cupcakes have been known throughout history as fairy cakes, mm -hmm. patty cakes, <laughs> patty cake, patty cake, baker's man. Yeah, that, that, that's a cupcake? That's a cupcake. I didn't know that. Um, cupcakes, two separate words as opposed to the cupcake. It's right. a compound word that we it's use two today. Separate, it goes all the way back to 1796. First time we saw a cupcake recipe in a book called American Cookery by Amelia Simmons. And as you can imagine, they were called cupcakes because they originally were baked in heavy pottery cups, like ramekins. Hmm. That's how they used to make the cupcakes, and that's why we call them that today. And now the cupcake, it's almost too much, too much the cupcake. They make it carry too much weight. There's too much going well, on it, with it, the cupcakes. It turned into that whole like boutique dessert industry where yes. it's like they make these $12 cupcakes. Right. And then you got to go and get a, a, this cupcake tower at somebody's wedding instead of a regular cake. We it's had just, a cupcake tower. Oh, right. for fuck's sake. Just let the cupcake be. Just get a cake. Just get yourself a cake. I had a cupcake tower at my wedding because I didn't want to pay $900 for a wedding cake. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. So I went yeah. and I bought four boxes of cupcake mix and I made the cupcakes myself. You made your own wedding cake. And then I stacked cake. them on the tower. Wow. I had to save money. It's that, like it's like my comedy special. I got to I got to cut corners you are where I cut a corners. Do it yourself, fella. <laughs> why why didn't Tracy's parents pick up the the tab for the cupcake uh, for the wedding cake? Well, they were everything. already paying for a lot of the wedding. I was like, I'm trying to eliminate costs on everybody as much as possible. The least they could do. I I, I, I spent $8 on my wedding cake. Their poor poor daughter has to spend a lifetime with <laughs> you. The least they could have done was give her a send-off. No. She had a good wedding. What flavor was the cupcake Chocolate. tower? Oh, boy. Chocolate cupcakes with red sprinkles. Mmm. Then I had little Han and Leia on top. You didn't. I you did. weren't that guy. I was Although that I dude. showed up in my, at my wedding in a Batmobile. Well, so there you go. I can't really, okay. can't really mock you. I would have probably put a bat signal on the cake <laughs> if I had been allowed to, but I was not allowed to because some people didn't think it was a good idea. But you all know how that turned out. So let's pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine and see if Eddie is eating vanilla cupcakes today. Here we go. One cupcake, two cupcakes, three cupcakes. Eddie Pence is eating a cupcake. Eddie Pence is eating a cupcake. Shocking. Eddie Pence making a cupcake and Eddie eating a cupcake. Turn into Adam Sandler? What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, you eat a cupcake with a hello, hello, cake of coal. Douchebag. Yeah, it's um, it's it's uh, it's a no-brainer. No, Who doesn't easy. like that's easy? Who doesn't like a goddamn cupcake? Right. So happy vanilla cupcake day, everybody. Go out there and stuff your face full of cupcakes as we celebrate this holiday. We're holiday. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter 
and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. As I mentioned, only seven shopping days left until my birthday rolls around. Oh, that's right. So uh, if you're looking for a gift idea for me, yeah. here it is. Okay. Uh, if you, those of you who are James Bond fans may remember in the original James Bond film, Dr. No, the one that made Sean Connery a household name and right. really kicked off the Bond franchise, he used to carry with him a Beretta. That was his gun of choice. Right. And in Dr. No, he is called into his superior's office, M's office, and they say, hand over that Beretta. We're not letting you use that anymore because it jammed on you the last time you used it. Now we are going to assign you the official gun of Her Majesty's Secret Service was the Walther PPK. And the Walther PPK has become about as synonymous with Bond as Martinis and Aston Martins and all the other trappings. Here's a little bit of that scene from 1962's Dr. No. I've used the Beretta for 10 years. I've never missed with a jet. Yeah, maybe not. But it jammed on your last job and you spent six months in hospital in consequence. If you carry a double O number, it means you're licensed to kill, not get killed. And another thing, since I've been head of MI7, there's been a 40% drop in double O operative casualties, and I wanted to stay that way. You'll carry the Walter. Unless, of course, you prefer to go back to standard intelligence duties. No, sir. I would not. Then from now on, you carry a different gun. Show him, Amra. Walter PPK. 7.65 mil with a delivery like a brick through a plate glass window. Takes a brush silencer with very little reduction in muzzle velocity. The American CIA swear by them. American CIA swear by them. <laughs> I always love that line. Delivery like a brick through a plate glass window. Oh, it's good news. And better news is that very gun, the original Walther PPK carried by Sean Connery in Dr. No, has yeah. come up for auction. Really? Yes. Can you imagine owning the original 007 Walther PPK? That would be cool. That would be very cool. So I'm just saying, if you're looking for a little something-something to get your old podcast pal Ralph Garman, this would be. Did they throw a price? What they're going to start auctioning it at? Well, or what's it's they? expected to fetch between. Now they're not giving a definitive number, but they're estimating it'll probably go for about a hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars. Oh, okay. So, all right. I'm just giving you the heads up. It is Julian's <laughs> auctions, the icons and idols auction, Hollywood auction, uh, December 3rd is when it actually goes up. Might so. I suggest Indiegogo.com to I, uh, raise the funds to purchase that gun. That's not how I roll. Some people do that kind of thing. Wow. I don't wow. do that kind of thing. Wow. Speaking of action films, Gerard Butler has announced he is returning for yet another sequel of the Has Fallen franchise. Now, this came as a total surprise to me. I only remember... Olympus Has Fallen. That was the only one I knew. They had another, they had another one, too, didn't they? Oh, they, they had two other ones. Oh, they had two other this ones. Is the, this will be the fourth Has Fallen Oh, movie. I didn't know that. I, know, I, I didn't thought, either. I there was two. I remember Olympus Has Fallen was the one where he's protecting the president. Right. He's like a, he's like a disgraced Secret Service agent. Right. And they bring him back because somebody's in the White House or something, Some, right? And the next one, he's out of the White House, right? London and Has Fallen was London the second has fallen, one. London Has Fallen, that's it. And then Angel Has Fallen. Okay. Which I don't know anything about. I think it's where the whole Secret Service t- tries to take him out. Oh. I think. It's a whole conspiracy to take out the president, and he's the only one still loyal to the president, I think. Yeah, I, I got nothing for you I don't know. on the Has Fallen franchise, okay. but Night Has Fallen has just been announced, okay. so we'll be getting a, a fourth Has Fallen movie for all you Has <laughs> Fallen fans. The Fall Has Fallen is what I would like to That's what I would say. <laughs> ABC has announced a primetime version of Wheel of Fortune in their lineup. Really? I'm guessing we're going to see a lot of reality shows and a lot of game shows because they can be produced quickly and cheaply, and also it's easier to adhere to the COVID-19 protocols than when you're filming as an episodic scripted show. You can knock them all out in like three weeks, like a season's worth. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know how I feel about this. It's going to be Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. 
Are you interested in watching no. celebrities play Wheel of Fortune? No, I don't. I didn't like Celebrity Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, because they're just playing. They're playing for charity, which is great. At the same time, it's like it's, it's not you don't see in some guy just win a bunch of money. It's like they're it's just a, that's half the fun, right? Yeah, to me it is. Is watching someone's life change because right. they get a big check, right? Yeah, that's that's why you're invested. That's where the stakes are. So yeah, that's high. why I never got the celebrity versions of all the shows. How about Celebrity Family Feud? I don't care. That's going to be on ABC primetime as well. They're bringing back all the. Uh, Successful primetime makeovers that they've had on in recent years. $100,000 Pyramid, Card Shark, Celebrity Family Feud, Match Game, Press Your Luck, and now adding Celebrity Wheel of Fortune to the mm-hmm. list. No. No? Not for you? Not for me. Sad news. We lost, uh, why? Well, speaking of kids' shows and uh, growing up on something, a beloved creator of one of the most popular animated series ever has passed away. His name is Ken Spears. I'm going to tell you a little bit about his career. He was friends with the son of animation producer William Hanna. Of course, half of, half of a Hanna-Barbera production. Yes. So he started working for them as a sound editor, but then he met another guy named Joe Ruby there, and they started working together on writing scripts, and that's where his career really took off. He ended up writing scripts for Hanna-Barbera, Sid and Marty Croft, uh, DePatty Freling, which also was another animation company. But he and his buddy Joe Ruby came up with um, Jabberjaw, Dynamut. Oh, Dynamut. Uh, the Barclays, the Houndcats, Dog Wonder, but he'll be ever remembered for creating this series with his partner. Dooby dooby doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby dooby doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. If not for Ken Spears, no Scooby Doo. Mm, I grew up on that. Me too. Um, he died at the age of 82 this week. Mm. He and his partner eventually went off and created their own animation studio, Spears Ruby, in the uh, 70s, and they had several successful programs as well. Alvin and the Chipmunks was theirs. Mm-hmm. Fang Face, you remember Fang Face? Fang Face, I don't remember Fang Face. He was like a, like a wolf wolf guy, and he had like a pointed uh, one. Oh, yeah, 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 fang. yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. T, the animated Mr. T show was theirs. <laughs> Plastic Man Comedy Adventure Hour, Thundar the Barbarian. Oh, Thundar. Yes, yeah. I love Thundar. And in the 80s, they put together a really good Superman animated series oh, as did. well. Yeah. So uh, sadly, Ken Spears no longer with us, but will always be remembered. All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on November 10th. Lyricist Tim Rice is 76 years old today. Best known for his collaborations with his partner, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Together they wrote Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, a Jesus Christ Superstar, and Evita, and many other smash hit musicals. Um, on Disney side, he also worked on Aladdin and The Lion King. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, his most important contribution to musical history was working with Bjorn and Benny from ABBA. They came up with a musical called Chess that was not a success, but we got this song out of it. Bangkok, Oriental sitting in the city, don't know what the city is getting. The creme de la creme of the chess world in a show with everything but Jules Brinner. Time flies, doesn't seem a minute since the Tyrolean ball had the chess bars in it. All change, don't you know that when you play at this level there's no ordinary venue? It's Iceland, or the Philippines, or Hastings, or, or this place. One night in Bangkok, the world's Bangkok, Oriental setting. But the city doesn't know what the city is getting. <laughs> Love that song. Actor, comedian Sinbad is 64 years old today. Sinbad's still with us. He is. He's I remember watching him win there. Star Search. Yeah. And that's where you first saw Sinbad. That's right. Uh, Mackenzie Phillips from One Day at a Time is 61. Actor Hugh Bonneville from Downton Abbey and also from the Paddington films. He's great in those. 57. Comedian Tommy Davidson from In Living Color is also 57. Rapper Warren G is 50 today. It's kind of easy when you listen to the G'd up sound. Pioneer speakers bumping as I think on the pound. I got the sound for your whip and it's easy to see that this DJ Warren G. Can I get him where I fit in? Sitting, listen, uh-huh. let me conversate. Better yet, regulate. Shake the spot with my knot. May fade. Cause I don't like to dream about getting paid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Regulate this. 
Michael Jai White is 56 today. Tracy Morgan turns 52. Ellen Pompeo of Grey's Anatomy is 51. Walton Goggins, who currently has a show called The Unicorn over there on CBS, he's 49. I first saw him, I guess, in The Shield, where I remember him being in. Oh, Shield? Yeah, he was great in that. And uh, wasn't he also in Justified, too, I want to say? You know him if you saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kiernan Shipka. Shipka? Kiernan Shipka who played Don Draper's little daughter on Mad Men. Okay. She's now Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She's 21 today, no longer a teenage Ooh, witch. Wow. Now she's a grown-up witch. Move on. And singer-guitarist Jim Adkins of Jimmy Eat World is 45. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now, because it's Tuesday, it's time to take a look at a famous TV theme song and the TV show that gave it to us. It is TV Tunes Tuesday. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Ralph Report. You like that, Eddie? I like that yeah. one. Yeah, Today's show changed the face of television, especially for women performing in television. And I thought since we now have a uh, a vice president, a female vice president elect yeah. for the first time in America's history, mm-hmm. we talk about another woman who shattered preconceived notions about what she was supposed to or wasn't supposed to be able to do. This woman in 1976 had already been on a bunch of uh, popular television shows. She was pretty much a star. And so CBS came along and they gave her a contract for 10 years, which required her to do two guest appearances and one TV special a year. And then in the five-year point of that contract, she had an option. She had a very smart manager who built this into the contract to push the button, which meant that they had to acquiesce to this clause where she would be put on the air in a one-hour variety show. And sure enough, five years into the contract, she pushes the button and CBS says, well, look, variety shows are a man's genre. There's no woman who can be the lead in a variety show. A sketch variety show with a woman is a guaranteed failure. So we'll give you a sitcom instead where you can play the wife of somebody and that will be adorable and cute. And Mm -hmm. and we'll just just substitute that. And she said no. I'm, do, I'm doing a variety Good show. Good for her. And that variety show was one of still the most popular variety shows on television. Changed the nature of sketch comedy on television. Without this show, there is no Saturday Night Live. There's no SCTV. I mean, the movie parodies, the TV parodies that she did on this show, really game-changing. That woman, of course, is Carol Burnett. Hi, Ralph. Yoho, Eddie. Bill, four-star from Illinois was just sitting here thinking about TV Tunes Tuesday, and a great one came to mind, The Carol Burnett Show. I know there's no words at the beginning, but what she sings at the end is just beautiful, and I think could easily be played at the end of every single Ralph report. <laughs> Stay safe, guys. LMB. Thanks so much, sir. Bill, that was a great call. The yeah. Carol Burnett Show. Boy, that was required viewing at my house. We oh. used to watch it all the time. Watching Tim Conway crack up Harvey Corman was one of the greatest moments ever on to watch television. One of the great comedy teams of oh, all time. Amazing. People don't really talk about them so, so good. much, but so, so very The funny. dentist sketch is still one of the funniest things ever done on the planet Earth. If you've never seen it, go on YouTube and find what Eddie is referring to, where Tim Conway is a, uh, a new nervous dentist and Harvey <laughs> Corman is the patient. It's the greatest. It's one of the greatest bits of physical comedy you <laughs> will ever see it's it's kind of remarkable oh so anyway the show was obviously a massive success it was on television for 12 years what a run wow and the theme song was written by the producer of the show who also got her that amazing contract with cbs who also happened to be her husband at the time joe hamilton was the man behind the theme song it's called i'm so glad we've had this time together and at the uh, opening of the show it was done in a big band sort of upbeat fashion Here's the theme song to The Carol Burnett Show. Hi, 
But as I mentioned, it was the version of that theme that was performed at the end of the program that really got most attention. Cower Burnett, her parents were both alcoholics and they divorced when she was very young and she was passed off to her grandmother to be raised here in Hollywood, not too far from uh, where we are right now. And when her first TV show, her television debut in 1955, her grandmother said, send me a signal, let me know that everything's okay. And so she came up with the idea of tugging on her ear as a symbol to her grandmother that she loved her and that all was well. And she did that on every television program she did for the remainder of her career, including the Cower Burnett Show, when she would also sing a very sort of touching version of that theme song with the lyrics and tug on her ear to let her grandma know that she was okay. I'm so glad we had this time together Just to have a laugh or sing a song Seems we just get started And before you know it Comes the time we have to say So long forget what a lovely singing voice yeah, she had so talented super talented lady and by all accounts one of the nicest people in show business yeah. always took great care of her uh, cast and crew and everyone surrounding her and sadly now uh, tim conway's gone harvey, harvey corman's gone. gone lyle wagner is gone yeah. i think it's just herself and, and vicky. Uh, vicky lawrence who played her younger sister in a lot of sketches on that show but just a terrific tv show great theme song bill thanks for the suggestion and that's today's tv tunes tuesday here we go you know what day it is it's tv tunes tuesday oh i like that one yeah he loves that <laughs> and before we say goodbye we still got some time to talk to dj cummerbund we were playing one of his mashups on the show just before halloween because yeah. we play music on this show when it's actually close to the holiday that people are celebrating, because that's how we roll. Right. I know okay. it's craziness, but okay. that's but what we do. Still listening to Christmas music on the way home. Uh, DJ Cumberbund is a genius at mashups, thinking, taking two songs which never in a million years do you think would fit together and somehow making <laughs> magic out of them. Here's a little <laughs> bit of what we played. This is Monster Mash and Wet Ass Pussy by uh, Cardi B <laughs> mashed together into Monster Wop. This is the mall, Mr. Wong. Hey, look, nigga, catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this pussy right in your face. Slip your nose like a credit card. Hop on top. I want to ride. I do a giggle. I want to exercise. Put it in my mouth. Look in my eyes. Pussy is wet. God, that's amazing. <laughs> it really is. It's so amazing. It makes me so happy. <laughs> And I thought, oh, this is my introduction to a real talent, G.J. Cummerbund. And then I realized when I went to his YouTube uh, channel to look at his other stuff that I was already familiar with his oh, work. Oh, really? Yes, because I remember someone playing for me this mashup. This is Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train mashed up with uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire's September. <laughs> and it is called Earth, Wind, and Ozzy's. Here's a little bit of that one. Crazy! That's amazing. It's, I just I can't wrap my head around it's it. It's a goddamn magic trick. Yeah. So I reached out to DJ Cummerbund. Turns out he was actually familiar with my work as well. So we were able to get together and talk about his career and how he makes these amazing pieces of music happen. It's a really fun chat. Here's my talk with DJ Cummerbund. DJ Cummerbund, what a pleasure to talk to you, sir. I've told you this already many times. I'm a huge fan of what you do. I am a huge fan of yours, Ralph. Um, thank you for having me on the show. As always, twaddle, baby. <laughs> um, recently, we were playing uh, Monster Wop, which is just genius. And I'm, I've been a fan of yours for a long time. I guess, like a lot of people, I was first exposed to you with um, the mashup with Ozzy and Earth, Wind & Fire. Is that the biggest? One of my favorites. Is that the biggest uh, success you've had so far in terms of people hearing you? Yes, yes, and no. 
Um, I say yes because it's been on uh, – people have played it on the morning news. You know, <laughs> people have played it a Sirius XM. It's, it's literally been on everything. But as far as notoriety, especially um, as of late, um, I won the 2020 Webby Award for uh, Play That Funky Music, Ramstein. <laughs> that was also was a great. Huge hit. So. Let's play a little bit of that for the folks who haven't heard it. Uh, here's a little of Play That Funky Music, Ramstein. I've got so many questions about what you do, because when I watch your videos, and by the way, go to uh, YouTube and then just punch in DJ Cummerbund and you'll, you'll find his stuff. It's like magic to me. It's a magic trick. How do you hear in the music of two completely different songs how it's going to mash up so well? What is that, what is that gift? Um, that gift is a blessing and a curse. Uh Cause I gotta say, there are times that um, I'll hear a song and I'll hear another song over it, just in my head. And sometimes it's a symphony that will just be like, "Oh, these are gonna go great. It's gonna be beautiful." And then other times it's a complete train wreck, um, a derail to the tenth degree, <laughs> and I can't get it out of my head, and it's the worst thing ever. But when it works, it works, and you just take the ride with it, man, you know? Yeah, but I can't imagine, and again, it's because I don't have your gift, but I can't imagine taking songs like Jump by Van Halen and I Will Survive and hearing them separately, and in a million years, I can't imagine how it occurs to you that those two things will fit together. With that blessing and a curse, you know, it... It's it's there's a lot of steps involved. Like it's not just as simple as hearing I will survive and then going, you know, snapping your fingers and going jump. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's you go through about 82 different songs in your head, sometimes like sometimes 2000 different songs in your head. And then you write them all down. You you map them out on paper. You then you map them out on the computer and you know, sometimes, like I said, sometimes it's a symphony and it goes through flawlessly. And then other times you have to find the magic and the magic is there somewhere. And it, and it's, it takes obscure thought to find the magic somewhere. You'll get there. You'll get there. Everybody will get there. <laughs> Here's a little uh, sample from that. I will jump. It's called, uh, I just, as a fan of both of those songs, I just, I, I keep listening to this over and over again. Let's take a quick listen. have you been doing this dj cummerbund oh uh, wow um without any public knowledge or notoriety i was doing it for probably since the early 2000s wow and then i didn't start putting anything out there until what was it 2013 2015 something like that and what's your background? Are you a musician? Are you, uh, were you a DJ, a club DJ? I mean, how did you get interested in music and involved with it? Well, I've always loved music. My father was a big, uh, he had a big, massive record collection. Uh, I've always loved to listen to music and I was always the kid. I got, I, I was brought up on, you know, Italian music from my grandparents. I was brought up by the Rat Pack. I was brought up by, um, 
you know, Black Sabbath by my uncles and stuff like that. And, and then, you know, uh, Tim McGraw by my mom. So <laughs> it's just music came from everywhere. And as far as I go, yeah, you know, I, I, I dabble in, in playing instruments and stuff like that, being in a band, uh, never a good band or anything like that. Just dabbled as far as DJing goes. I've always liked the producing side more. I've played a couple of clubs, but never really that big. What's your ideal gig? If you could take this talent that you have, is what you're doing now really what you love? Yes, it is what I love to do. And to be honest with you, I wish I could do it full time. Um, I'm a freelance butcher. So uh, <laughs> you just go around cutting people's songs. meat. I butcher meat as well. <laughs> And uh, I would love to be doing it full time if, you know, I could open some doors any which way. I'm trying to get to the next level and it's very hard to do. Um, but I'm, I'm trying. Hopefully one day one door will open and it'll be like, OK, this is your career now. And I'll be like, OK, well, you guys will get a new mashup just about every day now. I'm assuming um, it's good. the fact that you've been exposed to so many different genres of music that lets you be able to put together, for example, rock and roll until a reasonable hour where you take easy by Lionel Richie and you take kiss and you put those together. When I heard that, I said, this is a guy who knows so many different kinds of music. It's the only possible explanation of how you could find, uh, find a way to put those two things together. Right. So you, you love a lot of different kinds of music. Absolutely. Like my playlist in my car, my wife hates it uh, because I'll go from Alison Krauss to Slipknot and Mudvayne in like the next <laughs> song, and she, she'll be like, "How do how do you do this?" And she'll be like, "I don't know." Just and then uh, half the time I'm done fighting, so I'm just like, "Just just search Spotify, find something for you." <laughs> for folks who haven't heard it, here's a little bit of that song I was talking about. Here is uh, "Rock and Roll Until a Reasonable Hour" featuring Kiss and Lionel Richie. Have you heard from any of the artists' music that you've, you've used in your mashups? Have you had any feedback? Uh, yes. Gene Simmons is a big fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's retweeted it a couple of times. He's reached out. He's a big fan. Uh, Fountain of Wayne have reached out. Uh, Tom Morello has uh, reached out a couple of times. It's, they're really cool when they reach out. And then you get, sometimes you get a cease and desist, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> I was wondering if it ever gets dicey with the rights. There, there has been one, uh, one beautiful mashup and it was my favorite and it can no longer be released. It's one of, uh, one of the hidden gems that I hope one day I'll be able to afford publishing rights to be like, you can't hide this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, it really is. Kind of a musical miracle what you what you pull off. I can't tell you how impressed I am by what you do. And you know, and I, I mentioned this when I when I retweeted uh, Monster Wop, especially in the in the times that we're living in, which can be so overwhelming and depressing, and and everyone's dealing with anxiety. Your work just gives me such joy, and everyone who listens to it gets so much joy out of it. You really are performing a, a public service, in my opinion. Well, to be honest with you, it's my own therapy. Um, and that's and that's really how it works. When there's a f frustration going on in my life or a situation's not going at right, I sit down on the computer and I play with music. And, you know, so as much as it's it's helping other people, it's really a little bit selfish because it's it's my therapy and it's my way of calming down. Well, again, it's a goddamn miracle, and I just can't tell you how much pleasure you've given me with your stuff. And folks out there who are listening to this, if you'd like to support DJ Cummerbund and, and keep him 
hacking up songs and less meat so we can move him to where he needs to be. He is also a uh, <laughs> Patreon brother. He is on Patreon as well. If you go on here on Patreon and you go to uh, DJ Cummerbund, you can see his page there. And I, I suggest you join and help this man keep doing what he does so well. Please. I would love to get to the next level and be doing this full time and give you guys, uh, anything you guys want really. And, uh, you know, I would love to have my old channel on Spotify one day and, and, you know, just so everyone can listen in their car instead of, you know, playing YouTube or anything like that. I would love people to just be able to stream it wherever they like. Well, that would be awesome. And you have a home here, sir, on the Ralph Report anytime you want it. When you want to drop something new, give us a heads up and we can help spread the word. Because again, as I mentioned, I'm a huge fan of what you do. Thanks, Ralph. I'm a huge fan of all you do. You make you you crack me up in almost everything you do. So uh, keep uh, that keep keep that therapy coming, please, because we all need laughter in this world. Thank especially, you, sir. especially now. I hear you. Appreciate uh, it. Let's talk again soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Ralph. Swaddle, baby. And again, he is a, a fellow Patreon creator. So if you want to support his work, you can find him, DJ Cummerbund, on uh, Patreon or just go over to the YouTube channel. And watch his stuff. It's it's really brilliant. And um, we'll be hearing much more from him, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, that's it for today, kids. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope you had a good time. We sure did. I'd like you to come back tomorrow because we're going to do the same thing all over again. But in order to come back, you got to take care of yourself, okay? So, first and foremost, if you can... Stay the fuck at home! Until that vaccine comes around. Yes. Make sure you wash your hands real good. Stay... Good in the hood. And how about a little distance? Stay sweet at six feet. Yeah, so we will talk to you tomorrow. And until tomorrow... I'm so glad we had this time together Just to have a laugh or sing a song Seems we just get started and before you know it Comes the time we have to say So long Till tomorrow, everybody It's not your ear you're tugging on Yeah, I got a different, I got a different symbol <laughs> I'm sending a different signal <laughs> Love you, mean it, bye <laughs> <laughs>